0: When you're an entrepreneur with a great idea, it can be daunting to find funding. Startup Raven takes the process out of your hands by helping entrepreneurs connect and learn about potential investors all in one place, without any long-filled forms or thousand questions. Sign up for early access at StartupRaven.com. and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews and live events. Hello and welcome, everybody. This is Joe from StartupRate.io, your startup podcast from Germany, Austria and Switzerland. Today, I do have Peter here with me. Hey, Peter, how are you doing? Hey, hey, Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you. We may add that you have been a guest in my podcast before. We link, uh, so you run multiple companies. We link down here in the show notes, our interview with Pythia, the AI startup, as well when you, as uh, the interview of starting why you have been talking about how to run multiple companies at the same time. But today we are here for something else um, because you guys are running a buy and build strategy. Now let us talk first a little bit about who you are and how you actually started this idea because you don't wake up one morning from a corporate job and say, hey, let's do a buy and build strategy.
1: All right, so Joe, thanks for having me again. It's always a pleasure. And Happy Father's Day,
0: by the way. Yes, exactly. We are publishing this on the 18th of May, which is a public holiday in Germany and many states, as well as Father's Day. So Happy Father's Day to everybody. (laughs) Happy Father's Day, Joe.
1: So, right. Um, Well, to to go back to your question. um, So, yeah, I went into Aerospatial engineering and, and, and economy when I was studying. So I thought I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a corporate ladder, did some internships in, in some, um, major companies and, um, but always had, had the thing that I was too young. So everybody told me you're too young, you're too young to, uh, for that job. You're too young for that job, so all the jobs I wanted were basically, um, age restricted, at least in the, in those, uh, corporations. Uh, but I think it's a very widely common phenomenon. Um, So I was like, so how old do I have to be? I was 22 at the time. They said like, yeah, you have to be at least 30 to to run this department. Like, you know, unrelated to whether, you know, skill or whatever, Uh, you just have to pass that barrier. So I thought I can do this. Like I can just, just wait, no matter how good I become just wait. So I decided to, to, to quit it. I mean, I think most people who want to found something need a little push at some point I definitely needed it because it's a, it's a scary and highly unknown field to go into when you really, um, also my family has had, I had no background from, from home of, of entrepreneurs or something like that. This was like really something. Um, totally off, but that was a good push. So I decided I could try some things and then worst case come back at 27 or 29 or whatever and still cross the 30 barrier and then, you know, um, do, do the career thing. Oh, well, that's, um, I think a little over 10 years ago. So here we are. Um, I'm really, I'm really happy to do the job I do. So, um, I guess all in all, it was a good thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, first thing, um, was Dr. Severin, um, a beauty, beauty company, um, e-commerce, yeah, heavily e-commerce based, um, heavily Amazon based. And from there, after going through the German shark tank and everything more, more brand, more brands, um, we were created more brands. Um, on the same construct and concept, did some socks brands and, and they, all, they all live still um, today in our portfolio. But as you mentioned lately, we started um, also adding external companies to our portfolio since, yeah, since pretty much one year now, we've done um, three transactions um, due to the current pricing the current pricing is very low
0: on e-commerce startups. Right. Can can you tell us a little bit how this actually gets in the whole strategy? So basically, you do have an AI company that helps you forecast the next trends in consumer business. You do already run a few consumer-facing, consumer-focused brands on this basis and you use some of the cash flow to actually buy more companies. Is that approximately how it works?
1: That's a really good summary.
0: So Um,
1: so our AI company basically consults consumer companies. And since we are running consumer companies, we're um, also um, using our own tool a lot, um, which fuels basically what it does is predicting trends through, um, evaluating data, big amounts of data. And, um, then out of that, you can build like products and services, um, and you can calculate better, like whether the amount of people who need this are growing or are declining. And, um, so we use that. Yes. And to your question, we, when we buy something, we, integrated into our, uh, processes, which are, um, very standardized for all of like all the base processes, like logistics and, and supply chain and, 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 and website maintenance and all these things. Um, and we integrated into them into our base processes. And then, um, we have, would have a brand manager, um, taking care of the brands or, or a CEO, um, we put in place if they don't come with the with the brands we buy.
0: What first came to mind is something that is more or less similar to the people who are buying up Amazon shops. Is something along this line, like a buy and build strategy?
1: Right. Yeah. Um, exactly. So there has been this has been a trend for a while now. Um, I think um, for us it, it's not really um, the same case because we are um, we're just adding to our portfolio. It was like. It's just currently for us, it's cheaper to buy than to build ourselves. Click prices are very high, like starting something up right now. And um, it's just the, the, the common question, make or buy. And for us over the past 12 months, it was definitely buy because um, click prices, online marketing prices are high, but um, company prices are low, so you buy structure that already has customers that already has a certain SEO status, all these things that are quite, uh, expensive to replicate right now you get, um, before that it wasn't the case before, like, especially maybe two, to 20 to 21 prices for e-commerce companies were really high. Like the multiples were through the roof. Um, so, same question Buy like make or buy making was, was, uh, was a better way for us now for the past 12 months, prices have been dropping extremely. So this makes more sense for us now, uh-huh. but this is not like our forever strategy, right? We're adding to our portfolio. We're making ourselves bigger, but as a, Opposed to the companies that you were specifically founded to do that, it's it's a slight difference. Also, we don't want to have too much Amazon exposure. Mm-hmm. We definitely prefer having the customer on our side, so we're doing the, the Shopify way, basically. Mm-hmm. All everything we buy, is, um, we're looking at Shopify-based uh, stores, and mm-hmm. in very rare cases where then um moving them to like our first our first transaction was non-shopify so we're looking at moving it um over time yeah
0: yeah Mm -hmm. to Shopify. what first came to mind was uh do you have any idea what the forces are behind this meaning the marketing prices go up and the company prices go down is this kind of um a global shift in the value generation or the marketing entities who comes to mind are Google, Facebook, and so on and so forth. Do they become more powerful in terms of pricing than the e-commerce companies? So,
1: well, there's definitely a lot of uh, centralized power when it comes to online marketing um, like Meta, the, the Facebook company, Facebook, Instagram company, and and Google have, have a huge share of, of all the clicks delivered and they're is definitely also even though it's not openly communicated but there's been some leaks about pricing power uh, abuse where the bidding system for example is rigged uh, on, on google side. but uh, without me being an expert in that um it's just uh, that that's definitely a fact um also since corona i think a lot of more a lot more players entered the online marketing space because there was no way to to advertise otherwise or to sell otherwise for a while. So, um, but prices have been rising since my career started by maybe times twenty or times thirty. Like two thousand thirteen, the same click we would buy back then for a few cents, maybe two three cents, now cost us up to one fifty or or more. Um, so, prices have have been rising. It's not. It's not as cheap as it once was, but on the other hand, conversion techniques have gone better. Mm -hmm. Um, And to close up on on your question, I think there's a huge pressure right now on on companies um, from many sides, like customers are a bit more shy than uh, they were over the past years. Um, General economy is, there's a lot of question marks. the financing has become tighter, so refinancing, especially business models that are have were built or are running on external capital flow, that's uh, definitely has been tightening a lot. I mean, interest rates have been rising, so that's gotten more expensive and tighter. So there's like a three three dimensional Bermuda triangle going on for, for, I think Mm -hmm. a lot of companies, which is, um, yeah. Financing, like I mentioned, becoming harder and and tighter, um, inflation making like, uh, production prices higher. And can you translate those prices to your customer question mark? You need more working capital actually to, to produce right now, if you have physical products. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And number three, obviously, consumers being a bit more restrictive with their money, because heating has become more expensive, all kind of things where you look at the average consumer and you say, okay, this person has maybe $300 to spend a month extra after all costs and, and everything, and has $300 just to go shopping a month. For a lot of people living has living costs have increased by more than 300 a month. So all these people, for example, who had 300 uh, a month to to spend now maybe have a hundred or zero Mm -hmm. um, or minus 200. So you might obviously it's harder. So for example, just to pick Germany, I think heating prices and electricity prices per household have increased by, I think on average over 200 200 euros per, per household per month. So, um, that's definitely, and, 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 uh, yeah. Inflation wise, um, food and everything has, has become much more expensive. Um, so you have, a depending on the, on the living standard and the habits, you have a much higher base cost. So mm-hmm. that's, that's a number three, which is really, um, tough for, for, I think for companies also for e-commerce. Um, and I think on the other hand, buying has frozen up completely in many cases we're the only ones bidding on a company. So this didn't used to be like this. It's a real bias market right now. Um, because I think, yeah, the number of transactions, um, has lowered. I think the, the appetite. Um, also of our, of the, of the companies that have been specific, specifically founded for this case that have also been struggling, um, lately, and I think this is what causes this immense Delta between, between what your original question was between the, the click prices online marketing prices and the company, company value valuations right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, right. On on the macro picture, the mood, the, the, the available capital for the consumer is not as free uh, as it used to be, as much a uh, free cash flow, free spending money as they used to have due to inflation plus additional worries. And on the other hand, um, the investors that would compete with you in bidding up the prices are currently not bidding, basically. Right. So as you said, this is a biased market. I would. I would be interesting what terms of pricing are we talking about here for e-commerce company? I, I assume right now only in Germany.
1: Right. Um, but it is quite a global trend. so we're also looking at uh, a lot of um, targets uh, overseas. We haven't um, bought anything that's not in Germany, but we're keeping an eye on it already. So we used to have like eight times EBIT. Mm-hmm. eight times even but like eight, eight times earnings before before uh taxes so let let's just say seven seven times profit six six seven times profit used to be mm-hmm. 2021 used to be a solid benchmark there are definitely tons of cases that were outside of this but for a proper business if it's not big enough for it to gain like for example just spices got sold i think at 30 times sales or something or 20 times sales, 15, something between 15, and 30 times sales. So that, that's a, that's a different story. Um, but basically this was the more or less the benchmark in, 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 in let's say in e-commerce brands that are between 1 million and 5 million in revenue.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So quite small, small, so now it's about two times so mm-hmm. the price has declined by 75 percent um or to put it the other way around the multiples have yeah have, have dropped from eight let's say eight to two and what i think is um it definitely needed some adjusting to, to the current market um, the market circumstances. But I think uh you know you could have half the valuation would have been fair to my mind, but it has been halved basically two times from eight to two. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's why uh, and that's basically the reason for us buying because I obviously you buy when you think the value is higher than what you pay for.
0: Mm-hmm. You already made two, uh, three transactions. We've heard. Yeah. Um, what are you looking at in terms of company, in terms of profitability, cash flow, and revenue size?
1: Right. So we're not. Uh, so we're looking at profitability um, first and foremost. That's our um, our thing because that's our strategy to, um, especially, con- maybe considering that there might be some some, uh, windy and, and, and stormy times ahead. We just want to make sure, um, we have the profitability we need to also survive potential crises, um, as a non-externally funded startup, you always obviously have an eye for, for, um, flow and and free cash, especially, um, like -hmm. free free cash and, and solid earnings. Um, so that's, that's what we look at uh, mostly, um, having a solid business, um, with that has, uh, also a solid earnings. Um, yeah, a solid earnings. So, but what we, we mostly look at is like what we call, um, basically adjusted earnings, so a lot of the things we look at have, have, um, some Most of the things have some major issues, um, or, or major, let's say management mistakes Mm -hmm. and, um, repairing those usually leads to a much higher adjusted earnings. Um, like, like makes the adjusted earnings look way different than the real earnings. On the other hand, if you have a founder or a founder founding team that is working their asses off then you have you have to adjust your ebit the other way around because if you have like two or three founders who pull like you know 100 hour work weeks um, mm-hmm. or useful and and um, but pay themselves like maybe I don't know 50k a year each mm-hmm. then you definitely um your the even you're looking at is, is not not the, the real one so it, For companies in in these these sizes, like the adjusted, the adjusted um, earnings are uh, very much more important than the earnings on the paper because it's, you know, you don't run through compliance. It's everything is a bit more unprofessional than if you look at, I don't know, like a big corporate company.
0: Mm Hmm. Mm Hmm. I see. Um, Are you guys really turning into PE investor here?
1: I don't know where we might um, build a fund um, soon, right? That is just speculation right now. First we wanna consolidate and, and you know, prove our, our point of of what we're doing. Um, but yeah, so our, our plan is if the market environment stays this way and prices remain more or less the way they are now to continue buying up until late 27, Mm -hmm. So basically another rough four years from now and to reach with our uh, buy and build portfolio to reach somewhere around 80 million in in revenue and 20 million profit. So at that time we, we would be much rather a fund than now.
0: You think you can do this better than a private equity investor?
1: Uh, yeah, and, and, uh, not, not better than all private equity investors. I, um, I know, uh, a few and have big respect for them. Um, and there are some really, really good, um, things going on there. But, uh, what we have is basically the structure for that. So we don't need to look for an external, um, CEO whatever. We have all the processes in our house. We have built them all from scratch. Like from zero revenue, we have, we have a a high expertise in the company and we have, our processes have been basically market tested in a way that I think is hard to replicate. So this is also one of the reasons why we can offer for, for the people who, who are selling their businesses, we can offer them to mic drop. Mm -hmm. This is something, and if people really want out of their company and are like, I can't, I can't stand being in this place for another day, this is uh, where we can come in because we have all the, it's always the same base processes. Like I said, all these things, website maintenance, Mm -hmm. supply chain, advertisement, um, obviously adapt to the, to the product, but mostly many, many processes are the same. And I think this is our advantage that we're playing. This is the hand we're, the, mm-hmm. the hand we're playing right now.
0: So basically, you're, you're currently looking, you only bought in Germany, but we already talked to you, you looked at overseas, European Union. you were also open to something like America, Asia.
1: Yes, yeah, so we're monitoring prices right now. Um, have been done, have been doing this for a while. Obviously, it's easier for us right now to, um to buy in Germany because just like our home market mm-hmm. but um for expansion maybe we'll, we'll look depending on the prices obviously always um, mm-hmm. so for now we're our, our pipeline of targets is is filled very very well too well in a way <laughs> it's hard to keep up the flow because once you start buying all the obviously all the and a, Brokers and everyone who's looking for the buyer, which is high right now, are sending you decks mm-hmm. without end, um, right? So,
0: how many pitch decks do you, do you get, like, in an average month right
1: now? In an average month, I would say about 30 to 40 without requesting any. Mm-hmm. If, if, if we, like, for example, we just bought a company like... Um, four weeks ago so right now we're not actively asking for new decks because Mm -hmm. we we are looking at buying like four targets a year max actually our our benchmark for our plan is three per year so four is like just if there's a special special occasion um to be able to integrate i think we were able to learn a lot from the from the um, buy and build companies that have appeared over the last few years, those Mm -hmm. Amazon buyers and everything. Um, we talked to a lot of them. And so we were able to identify some major mistakes that they have had to run through. And we don't run run through that, that that one of them is like buying too fast, buying Mm -hmm. too fast, not being able to integrate, not being able to consolidate properly. So um, and that's one of the major takeaways. And the, the things that I mentioned earlier, is the entrepreneur really the company or is the company working without the entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. So this is why speed and I think diligence are key to, to making this this right, even though prices are low.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh what you describe basically I I would see like there's one acquisition company and there's a marketing team, there's a CEO team, there's a distribution team, there's a logistics team, yada, yada, yada. Um, basically, you plug in the new company. So you have one legal entity with which you're buying. Which one is that?
1: No, actually, we're buying the companies as a whole. So they remain
0: for mm-hmm. now, they have their own entity. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, the, the, the structure is the same and you, you use one holding, holding company,
1: mm-hmm. and then there is all the all the uh, entities below it.
0: Mm-hmm. So the... What's the name of the holding company? GIPQ. TIPQ. Okay. Um, are you open to talk to uh, other investors who like your approach? Because you just said, oh, well, one day down the road, we may turn, raise a fund. Sure. Uh, sure. So
1: um, our, our current plan... Um, to, to reach our, our goals uh, at the end of 27 of, of uh, 20 million in, in, in earnings and 80 80 million in um, in revenue, that um, is in need of an additional eight million um, of an investment over the years. So mm-hmm. I think, from our plan perspective, if we want to go this. far otherwise we just buy from our own cash flow so far we just bought everything um from our own cash flow and um haven't leveraged anything but it would take some leveraging or investment over the years to um yeah to keep up Mm -hmm. and um so yeah sure to your question we're talking to you already yes
0: (laughs) My next question would have been uh how are you funding your business, but right now we're still at operative cash flow from the other right. consumer brands mm-hmm. um what what is like the long term goal We already know like in terms of value, tw- uh eighty million um annual revenue in euros, twenty million in profits but what is like the strategic long term goal Do you want to you want to i p open the entity at one point
1: yes. This, yeah. this is going to be the most, uh, or yeah, or selling to a big uh, corporate who is looking for um, something of a of a strategic entity. But mm-hmm. um, I think the for us also like I think the most um, the, the the most probable way will be an IPO.
0: Mm-hmm. I see. So uh, th- th- that should be a few years down the road. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So uh, definitely after 27,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. After 27, I see. Um, you, You're talking about basically how I would describe it. You buy the e-commerce dip right now. Um, mm-hmm. I would be interested. What's your outlook for the German and European economy since we you have the goal 2027? Do you see it only the economy, the e-commerce, the purchasing behavior going back uh, to to pre-corona levels in 2027?
1: So that's a really, I think people smarter than me need to answer this question. Um, that's a really, really hard question. I, I'm really, it's really hard to predict macro, I think. Um, but definitely from what, what's, possible to see right now is that households have more costs than they had before. And the, the, um, yeah, basically earning hasn't adapted to this, like salaries and and all these things. So I think for now a little bit of a tightening in, in consumer spending is very, is very likely to continue. I mean, the government is trying to make packages. You've seen it yourself. They're very small and very, they're basically a drop on a hot stone. So I think this is going to take a while. And also what is visible right now is that interest rates have hiked Mm
0: -hmm.
1: a lot and, um, people have bought houses at high prices over the past few years so that's gonna i think that's also another stress factor uh, on 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 consumers and on the markets so especially if you have adjustable rates um that that's going to be a really tough time i think so we we are basically preparing for the worst that's how we um, are running our businesses and um hoping for the best of course Um, but it's hard to tell, I, I I don't, I am not, I cannot make a a good prediction on, on this, but, um, there are some factors that definitely rough. On the other hand, there's a lot of things that are going good. Efficiency should be rising a lot. New tools are coming out. Are we able to cover this whole thing? The cover cover the bigger, bigger slides with, with, uh, with efficiency um like are we, co- are we able to keep our keep a certain growth um certain healthy growth um through efficiency maybe efficiency mm-hmm. options are definitely rising over the past few months you definitely have heard and talked about it chat gpt mid journey all these mm-hmm. tools insane efficiency increases. We see it in our company. We've more and more processes are being taken over by AI in our in our company. I basically have always have two tabs open, one for mid-journey and one for ChatGPT, and do most of my work and try also also, it's a basically a mandatory thing in our company to try to um do as many tasks as possible. At least 50% is the current benchmark of your processes with these tools. You can write your email with it. You can write your product description with it. You can write your, your, your text, your, your presentation, your whatever not. Um, you can make uh, design concepts all, all day long. You can do 50 design concepts in a, in a day easily. It's, it's insane. It's, um, it's something that I, as an entrepreneur have obviously always wished for it's like having a, a magic wand in some way, like having, having a Harry Potter magic wand in your, in your hand and being able to immediately produce what's on your mind. I mean, at at least go a much bigger distance from your mind to put it on the, on the road. Um, so that's, that's pretty great time. So maybe that will, that will cover some of, some of the, the holds we'll see about it.
0: Um, our interview today is, um, sponsored by the European enterprise network. They're based here in Frankfurt Rhein-Main in Hessen. Um, did it help you in any way to be based here? What do do you think and like about the local business environment? Right. So um, the, especially
1: the institution you just mentioned um, is um, definitely one of the really good things here. There's, there's, there's community There it's growing also there's hubs and everything. So um, I think the, the local governments and banks have also um, made big efforts to, to, to push this forward, to push uh, the region forward. Um, so, I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy with being here. Otherwise we would have moved already. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good region to be in. It's a lot of access to a lot of things and Berlin is not far for anything more special. So we're, we're good. We're also like very central between Munich and Berlin and, and, um, and Dusseldorf and, and Köln. So
0: it's a, it's a really good place to be, I think. Also enough talent for what you're looking for?
1: Now, talent could definitely be, there's a lot of competition here. There's a lot of good companies in the region and there's a lot of competition for talent. Um, so we have, yeah, we have, have a lot of people who work from other places, but hiring here is actually somewhat
0: tough. Yeah, um, If you would have something like a wish, in terms of addressing the decision makers here in the state. What what would be your like number one priority for this?
1: Probably building more um building more accelerators and incubators. Yeah, I think that helps a lot for a region as a whole. I think this grassrooting is 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 really something. We also started in one and a lot of the companies that were founded there in our time are still around and I'm and, and, and I built my professional network together with these other people who were there. So we still have a really strong bond. Cause we started off like we we're so small and, 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 young. And, and, you know, we talked so much late into the night, we're sitting there and, you know, even though it was really different businesses, everybody was founding. There was so much in common. Obviously, how do you hire all, all these questions, which bank do you take, which, which what, what do you find investors? I mean, all these questions are, are, um, are common. Um, you have in common, even though the business might be different. So this, this was really helped me like understanding what is an entrepreneurship? What is, what is this? What is that? It also it was the first time somebody said, Hey guys, you're a startup. And I was like, what are we a startup? We're, beauty company. I don't know. Is this a startup? Yeah, because you were selling online. Oh, well, okay. So (laughs) I guess we're a startup. That's cool. Um, So a lot of, like, you get the first, you break the first ground. I think it's it's really important.
0: Right. I see. I, I would have a lot more questions to actually bother you with, but uh, don't worry. We'll do it in another interview. I kind of have the feeling that we'll have one in the future again. Um, right. Everybody would like to reach out to you. They can go down here in the show notes and directly reach you via your LinkedIn profile. Um, Are you guys currently hiring for any of your companies? Could you share a, a careers website link with me?
1: Right. Well, we, we are hiring, especially what we're looking for is new partners to come around or along since we're growing so fast. Um, we're, we're handling this a little bit like a law firm or something like that, like with a partner structure mm-hmm. and uh, we're looking for partners who are from the, more from the analytical space but also are able to do hands-on, um, things like, like, um, COO roles and stuff like that, who really like this management part and stuff like that to deploy things. Um, this, is, uh, this is what we're really looking for.
0: Mm-hmm. I see. I see. So thank you very much for your time. Everybody who would like to lo- learn more, go down here in the show notes, wherever you're listening to this, wherever you're watching this, or go to our Medium blog, medium forward slash startup rate minus IO. And there you can learn more. Peter, it was a pleasure to have you again as guest, and hopefully yeah. see you soon again.
1: Yeah, one more sentence to the last point: we're also accepting open, just open, um, open letters in sense of just send us who you are and what you're doing, and um, we'll figure out a role,
0: maybe. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty good.
1: Right. Okay. So well, Joe, thank you very much as well, and have a very good week.
0: YouTube. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye, and thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye.
0: That's all, folks. Find more news, streams, events, and interviews at www.startuprad.io. Remember, sharing is caring.